They said we'd never make it to a second episode, but here we are. Welcome back to Me and My Cousins Podcast. That setup may have been a straw man. There is no they, but that's okay. I am joined today here by an extra cousin. And what we have today is my closest in age cousin, Matthew, or Matt, unofficially. But uh, welcome, Matt. I'm glad to have you on the show. Well, I couldn't be more thrilled to be on here, guys. Thank you so much for including me in this experiment for the public good. You're welcome. And We're glad as to have usual, you. I too am here, <clears throat> Luke. <laughs> so in case you don't know, and why would you, unless you're half the audience that is related to us, Matt and Luke are brothers. They are respectively Matt, the oldest brother, and Luke, the youngest brother. You um, can decide which one you like more and pick favorites, but as for me, I will not choose. Yeah, I am uh, probably the most spoiled of the brothers. Um, We do have another brother. He's the middle brother named uh, Tim, Um, and as we like to say, he's the odd one. (laughs) <laughs> yes well certainly i, I what are the agree. chances what are the chances of getting tim on the me and my cousins podcast because I this think, this think, podcast does not discriminate we want all the cousins i think it's pretty uh near 100 percent chance he'll be on here someday he really enjoys talking about the weather and has some uh, interesting facts about that which i think our audience <laughs> could find interesting Um, Before we get started here, officially, uh, Peter and I would just like to apologize for uh, not really making a uh, formal introduction on our inaugural podcast that uh, some of you may have noted we referred to as episode three. Yeah, that was very confusing. So the first two episodes turned out to be a bit of an experiment. Partly we scrapped them due to audio quality and partly due to just a change in format. And, you know, after we did the third episode in person, we just loved it so much that uh, although this fourth episode is not in person, we're just moving forward uh, fresh. And uh, I think that perhaps we should do some introductions. So all of us cousins, and there are quite a few of us, we grew up in a small town in Washington State together, just separated by a few miles. And we had a lot of interesting experiences and, you know, formed some bonds that are fairly unusual today uh, as far as cousins. Uh, It's not something that I don't think everybody gets to experience. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, um, for sure. And now, um, with a few exceptions, we're spread out all over the country, uh, bro matt he's in out in ohio unfortunately um (laughs) i'm still in washington but uh several hundred miles away from our hometown and uh yeah so basically uh cousin pete my co-host here he's uh what we like to call in the industry dairy royalty (laughs) okay thank you i appreciate that i I am, in fact, a dairy farmer in, uh, in, well, 
I am a dairy farmer. I went to the same college as Matt and Luke in Ohio, and I went for finance, but I quickly figured out that that was not for me, and I was returning to the family farm. So, yeah, we all live very unique lives, but we are uh, bound by our shared history growing up, and I think that you will find, as you listen to our podcast, uh, I hope you find that you are our adopted cousin. If you need, if you didn't have a good family growing up, you're welcome to join ours. Yeah, and this is just one of many ways, this podcast is just one of many ways that we uh, like to reminisce and uh, catch up with one another, I'd say. So uh, moving on to uh, Matthew, uh, how's it going tonight out there, Eastern time? Yeah, it's um, approximately 11.36 p.m. Um, in, wow. in the great state of Ohio. Which at some what a commitment yeah and at some point we'll have to talk about why we all decided to come out to Ohio for college um, kind of a weird choice actually <laughs> to be honest and um, I don't <laughs> Do know how know many why? fans this podcast has from the state of Ohio but um, I, we may I may end up bashing it a good bit but it is my home and right now so I'm happy to be calling in from the great state of Ohio. According to the analytics that I've done, half half of our thirty listeners come from the city, the great city of Toppenish, Washington, which of course <laughs> is the analytic department of Apple or SoundCloud misinterpreting that as Trout Lake. I shouldn't have said that name, perhaps, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, Matt, uh, just uh, answer me a question here. Uh, what would you say? Growing up in the uh, great state of Washington, um, in our small town in particular, what are uh, what's one or two of your favorite memories, uh, if you don't mind? Well, certainly um, one of my biggest memories growing up in the town is um, trapping gophers in the farm fields um, across the mm. town. Um, at my peak, I was running about 40 traps. I uh, would go out every morning and night and kill as many um, of those noxious beasts as I could and um, you know I got a dollar for every gopher that I killed so you can tell me is it fair to say is it fair to say that you were the modern day whaler like we were talking about the last episode you were sacking those beasts (laughs) that's my favorite uh, uh, expression of all time (laughs) let's go out and sack those beasts so while most kids while most kids were running paper routes or mowing the lawn you were ripping up uh, poor creatures from their dens. Are they dens? They're dens of iniquity. They're dens of iniquity. They're dens of iniquity. They are. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then uh, I don't know how um, violent we're allowed to get on this podcast, so I'll spare some of the bloody details. But let's just say I experienced yes. some things while trapping that a fifth grader probably should never see. So let's Can do I an update on one more question really quick. Do you make uh, more or less money now than you did uh, <laughs> while trapping gophers? I make um, more money, but less memories.
<laughs> wow, that's a good All point. Right. All right. So in case you don't know, Matt is currently um, attending the University of Phoenix online and writing his dissertation on Bigfoot. <laughs> and it's pretty hard to get uh, freelance journalism jobs. So he's struggling, but that's what you get when you uh, roast naked mole rats for a living. Following anyway. his dreams, uh, you got to yeah. give him credit. Yes. Um, and yeah, uh, aside from Bigfoot, one of Matt, and sorry for speaking for you, Matt, but one of your interests, <clears throat> at least growing up, was the Civil War. And uh, I recall as a small boy, our family went, to, went somewhere, except for Matt stayed home. And when all of us got home, we were wondering, where's Matt? And my mom was... Uh, <laughs> really freaking out. She's like, where's Matt at? And uh, about an hour later, we spot Matt running out in a field with a Confederate battle flag, <laughs> pretending he was in one of the, uh, one of the big wars or battles. Yes, it wow. certainly was one of my passions, Brother Luke. Um, I did enjoy not only um, trying... We're not at a monastery. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would uh, memorize Confederate and Union orders of battle um, and uh, as a child. So I don't know what that says about me. But, yes, I did make a Confederate battle flag at one point, And I do remember running through the uh, alfalfa fields um, with the Confederate battle flag by myself. <laughs> wow. We just lost half of our listeners. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I he also did it with the Union battle flag, too, so it's both sides. I did not That's actually true. do it with the Union battle flag. But <laughs> I didn't Sorry for my coughing. Do we have time to go, go into uh, a story of Matt dragging me to a Civil War re reenactment? I think uh, now is an appropriate time, yes. Okay, first let me pop and drop this energy drink to see if it alleviates my throat problem because everybody knows that's uh, what grape, grape zero sugar monsters do. And let me tell you guys, remember our family uh, tradition of going over to grandma's house after church and having grape soda? This is what oh, this sure. energy drink, this is what this energy drink tastes like. Listen to the sound. Does that bring back memories, flooding? Oh, yeah. Certainly. Uh, grape soda, kids approved from barbecue Safeway chips. and Lay's barbecue chips. And occasionally she had some orange soda in there as well, which I always thought was kind of the Ooh. weaker cousin to the grape soda, but it got the job done in a pinch. Which yeah. one of our cousins is the orange soda? <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> um, is it... Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh Let's not call anybody out, but I was thinking that Dale's going to be the hardest cousin to get on. I know he's not your he's not your cousin, but he's my cousin. So yeah, well, we're using all a cousins pretty are cousins, you know. Liberal um, interpretation. So of anyway, cousin. let's uh, move on to the uh, discussing hardtack and whatever else <laughs> you're going to discuss with the Civil War reenactment. So once upon a time, I was invited to a Civil War reenactment. I forget if it was in Washington or Oregon, but Matt and I, what were we, Matt? Uh, middle school. No, we were, I think, ninth graders in high school. Okay. So we went to this Civil War reenactment, which was a few hours away, I believe, and we ended up spending the night there. And I had no idea what to expect. I'm not sure if I was forced to go or not, but I don't remember being very happy about the prospects of it. <laughs> and we get there, 
and we had to dress up in full uh, contemporary garb for the time and, you know, itchy woolen clothes. And we had to sleep in a tent during the night, like some sort of... Naturally. Yeah, this isn't like a... REI, a nice REI tent. This is just something that you pitch. Yeah, it was like an A-frame. A little A-frame open, and it was like open on both sides. So lo and behold, we were woken up in the middle of the night to do guard duty. And (laughs) we had to sit around the fire at 4 or 5 in the morning for an hour. So just imagine these young young, uh, lads, Matt and I, surrounded by musty old white men. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, when beards, and they were super into this whole Civil War reenactment thing, much like Matt. And then there's just poor old Peter who just wanted to be home playing video games. But um, I don't even care if they were Civil War video games. I, I just wanted to be home. And uh, so I was uncomfortable. And I remember, I think it was the night before the reenactment, we were sitting around this uh, teepee type, or this huge tent, this big tent, and we, th- these old guys were like, okay, kids, we're going to play this game. Who the hell are you? So we're going to go around in a circle. Wow, are we allowed to have that make... language on our pod- on this uh, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just yes. just kidding. Um, no, this is Me a and family. my cousin sponsored by the Baptist <laughs> Church of America. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we went around in a circle and we had to make up these stories about where our our soldier that we were playing came from and what their back history was. And I remember that I, I made up this story <laughs> about being a Polish ice salesman and I would sell ice to people, ice cubes. And it, was this in retrospect racist? I have no idea. Like, where did I come up with this, that this guy was Polish <laughs> and he was selling ice to people? I mean, I was just scared out of my mind to be telling a story to all these old men that I hadn't met. So the next morning, <laughs> we go and the the reenactment, uh, right before the reenactment, we had a quick lesson on formations and how to shoot the gun. And I was okay with the gun, but just, I mean, this is like, these are old style guns where you have to load them by hand. You have to put powder. And, yeah, it was actually you know, There's a lot of different powder. steps. It was actually black powder we had to put in them. Yeah, the air was literally filled with this. It was a very, you got the black powder in your mouth and it was just very uncomfortable. But I could not learn the the formations within this uh, half an hour before the, the reenactment. But once the reenactment actually started, we were charging through the forest, sweeping down onto the fields. <laughs> we were engaging in battle and firing on the go. And it was just completely chaos. And there was, an, there was a huge crowd too. And I remember at one point I was told to die. And I died, and I died. And this guy came up to me. He was in charge. He was super serious about this whole thing. He says, "Son, you didn't die. You didn't die right, or something like that." And I was like, "You." He's like, he was basically accusing me of making his reenactment unrealistic. But I was like, coming and telling me that that is also very unrealistic. You realize that, right? So yeah, I was traumatized by that. And how badly I did, basically. So um, just a very memorable thing. I'm sure Matt experienced it completely different. It could have been the highlight of his year, for all I know. But it was just, uh, you know, a trial by fire. And I think it brought us closer as cousins. But it was very, 
a trying experience for me. Yeah, it was actually a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. Like in the in the heat of the battle, I mean, I don't know if it's it's, it's it would be hard to overstate how much smoke there was in the air, how much yelling there was, loud like shots going off constantly. And I know that we're not there weren't actually yeah. bullets flying, but I one time like I know a, a veteran who was in Iraq, and I was telling him the story, and I even said I bet it's similar to what you've experienced over in Iraq. And, um, oh wow! Did, How did that go over? Not, not the best, but like <laughs> the same time, a lot, a lot of the elements were there except for death. So I mean, I I did. Ex- I, I mean, it was an intense experience. Yes, all of the elements. <laughs> Peter, you yeah. need to take uh, dying lessons, I guess. That's moral of that story. Yeah, I guess. What was the food that was available at this reenactment? For the uh, participants oh or the spectators? Because let me tell you, it was very different. <laughs> the participants basically subsisted on a diet of literally hard tack. I think they gave us an apple one time. And then in the, in the morning, they fed us bacon that was barely even cooked. Like they threw it in the pan for about 30 seconds and then started handing it out. But Peter, you, you probably wanted to embrace the, eat the bacon, embrace the sweetness of death at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. But no, I remember yeah. actually one of the experiences, I, didn't you and I sneak off at one point like the second day and go try to get a chili dog and, like, at one of the stands for oh. the spectators? <laughs> I forgot about that. And there was all these uh, ladies walking around in... Uh, Period old-fashioned dresses. Yeah, I mean, this is a serious place. You didn't want to break, break character. You were in big trouble. Uh-huh. Did we get in trouble, or did we find something? I think we found something, and we snuck off to like a picnic table and ate it. <laughs> Just like nice. the old well days. Well done. Well done. Oh man! Speaking of food, um, we like to do something on this show that we where we talk about the grocery store, and that's one of our go-to comedic uh my personal favorite trope, segment. tropes yeah so i don't know if uh, anybody has anything particular that they want to gripe about the grocery store um yeah i would like to uh initiate a segment called luke's cooking corner and let me explain before you uh get all uh, up in arms about it uh i am uh what they call a bachelor living in the big city, and uh, I make some pretty delicious meals, even though I really have no formal cooking experience. And let me give you an update on my uh, Trader Joe's situation. Um, The ban is over, so I have been going back to Trader Joe's. And I I picked up what those in the industry call uh, 21 seasoning, seasoning, or it's something like that. Okay. And basically, I got some drumsticks. I, uh, put the seasoning in a bag with a little red pepper and brown sugar, threw the drumsticks in there with a little bit of olive oil, mixed it all around like a boss, and threw it in the Instant Pot for 20 minutes. And then I figured out something on my oven called the broil option. Have you ever heard of it? 
I don't know anything about that. How about you, Matt? I mean, I've heard the word broil. Um, how does that? How is that different from uh, baking or boiling? Boiling, boiling. I yeah. think it. Um, from my brief research, it uh, creates an intense localized heat. And I was able to, after cooking the drumsticks, put them in the oven under high broil option and cook them on each side for approximately two minutes. And it was phenomenal. I sent you guys a pic, so uh, you don't just have to take my word for it. Well, we do have to take your word for it on the taste, however. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I did receive the pic, True. though, so it looks uh, phenomenal. Thanks, bro. Thanks. I just got back from the corner and coughing. I felt like I was just, uh, I just had to go do it. Uh, did we, did you guys know that Matthew, our cousin Matthew is a, a, uh, a dad? What kind of go-to meals do you make? I don't know if I cut off Luke's story about making. Oh, no, I was done. Um, for the children, for the, <laughs> riveting. for the children, Peter? For the chilling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are they mac and cheese kids? You know, surprisingly not. Um, they, uh, mm. they really like, um, like bean and cheese, uh, tortillas, quesadillas, um, with, oh, with boy. some refried beans in them. Um, they like, uh, uh, they like beans and rice, which is, you know, kind of like third world. Um, they like, uh, a lot of fruit type things. And, um, really? yeah. And, and then like, you know, like they'll eat a lot of little stuff. Like, like if we have pizza, we can cut up the pizza. It's always an adventure. You know, they go through stages and, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I've been become a better cook by cooking for them by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. On okay. what okay. level of, uh, the nightmare scale is it going into the grocery store with your children? <laughs> at least uh at least an eight or nine i mean it is uh you'd want to go through every <laughs> b- different possibility before you have to do that um it is quite the scenario <laughs> i mean i mean just the eye like they pull things off the aisles they they want to balloon every time every time there's a, like a little sample thing they have to get a sample um it is just uh and then sometimes they yell and scream and there's nothing you can do so you just have to <laughs> so so what 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 would you say to the uh Luke and I are uh one of us is the 30-year-old virgin and one of us is the mildly depressed bald man I guess I'll let you decide I'll let you decide which one is which one but what would you say to us if we ever want to have kids is this a good decision Yeah I'd say it's a good decision if you have the long game in mind um, uh-huh. I think, uh, you know, the kids will grow up and hopefully care for you someday when you're old. Um, but no, they're... Well, I figure that's the main benefit <laughs> is so you don't have to be in hospice by yourself. You yeah. can have kids. Yeah. So that's... What would you say to uh, Peter, who has um, quite a lot of uh, baby announcement anxiety? <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about that in the last episode. Um, I'd say, you know, just... I've learned in, in life just to kind of go with the flow. So uh, if, mm-hmm. if I'm, a, I mean? kind of let my significant other, um, a woman, um, she, I just didn't want you guys to think it was a man uh, by me just using the term significant other. Um, okay. 
Okay. She, uh, I let her kind of take over those decisions and then just let her do whatever she wants. So it, it lessens all anxiety. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, the baby announcement thing. I, and, and the other part of the whole baby announcement thing, you know how they do like um, the pink or the red? Wait, yes. is that the same thing uh, we're talking the about? Gender oh, the gender party. reveal party. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe slightly different. <laughs> but I don't know about – I'm actually colorblind, so honestly – for most of those gender reveal parties, I just look around and try to gauge the reactions of other people to see if it's a male or female. So Me too. I too am colorblind. So I just like nervously look around and if people are like clapping and everyone's been talking about wanting a girl, I just like assume it's a girl and then vice versa. And like the powder so, that people use sometimes is really like I don't feel like it's bright purple or bright blue or bright pink. It's like pretty pale. So hard. Yeah, I mean, color is pretty relative anyway, so it can really be up for interpretation at that point. Is color relative? I guess it kind of is. I, I like to think it is um, for my own personal mental health. <laughs> so is it fair to say that uh, Marcy and Marnie will not be uh, Air Force <laughs> fi fighter jet pilots? Those are filling. Those are filling. Well, you didn't get either correct. Um, but uh, <laughs> that was that was the that was the point. <laughs> no, they they uh, yeah they probably won't be. Um, but how many of how many of the cousins were colorblind? I feel like it was an abnormally high number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I played this uh, thing on Aaron for many years where I claimed that he wasn't colorblind, that he was just trying to pretend to be for so many years. In retrospect, that may have been uh, disrespectful, but. I'm still hopeful we can get Aaron on the pod. Well, the colorblindness the is a is a very misunderstood <clears throat> and discriminated against disability in America. Um, True, something I would agree mm, with that. Something that a lot of people I feel so sorry for you. It is tough to live with. I mean, fall is a living nightmare. Not to use that word too many times, <laughs> but uh, try live try living as one of the last remaining dairy farmers in the United States. <laughs> that's just true. Per, that's true persecution. We have the vegans coming at you left and right. <laughs> Those evil dairy lobbyists, man. Yeah, I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the uh, lion's share of my life, and by lion's share, I mean up until about two years ago. Um, I thought the uh, the walking guy, you know, at a crosswalk with the uh, man that tells you it's safe to cross the street. I thought yes. that was a green light. I still apparently, think it's green. <laughs> apparently, it's white. Apparently, the it's, guy is white. Yes, it's. I, I I know it's white. Am I the only one who's not colorblind? When I found that out, it blew my mind. <laughs> is Tim mildly colorblind? I would say Tim um, is also colorblind, yes. I don't know to what severity. It is on a spectrum, Tim. I think. Tim's weatherblind with his recent weather predictions <laughs> have been so wrong. Yeah, we'll have to get uh, Tim on here one of these times. Do you think that he even listens to this? Because I asked uh, a bunch of people to do reviews of the podcast, and I haven't got much reaction yet. <laughs> well, Tim, yeah, please, uh, if you are listening, please do uh, take the time to leave a review. It's very helpful. Tim doesn't uh, exactly but... scream podcast guy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what, uh, uh, what, what does Matt, he scream? Let's make fun of over, all the cousins. Remember over when we were all home for Christmas, um, just this last year, and we were all eating a family dinner, and you uh, 
asked a question like, oh, who would you most want to spend a day in an amusement park with? And everyone was saying like Tom Brady or you said like Aaron Rodgers. And Tim said someone, and it was some weather guy from the University of Washington that no one had heard of before. It was like a weather professor. <laughs> but That is literally the, the funniest thing, the thing I've ever is, heard. Is that that he wasn't even joking. He was 100% serious. <laughs> Tim used to wake up. And we, we need to get him on the podcast to talk to him about this. He, as a young child, he used to wake up at 5.30 a.m. to get up and watch the Weather Channel before school for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. T- Tim, and, is, uh, it, Tim is one of the only people that when you tell him, uh, have you seen Frozen yet, he thinks it's a Weather Channel show. <laughs> And as a result of Tim, I have watched every single episode of Storm Stories with Jim Cantatori. Oh, that guy, man. Oh, man. Tim totally but, uh, has a crush on him. We love Tim. He's one of our good bros. So, Definitely. Uh, shout we, out we, to uh, Tim. Oh, yeah. We, we joke because we love. Yeah, we all have our own uh, quirks, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm one of the weirdest people I know. I mean, if I wasn't on here, if I if I go to the bathroom here, okay, let's do let's do a test here. I'm gonna go to the bathroom right now, and you guys say as much bad things as you can about me in uh, the minute I'm gone. Um, Instead of that, Matt and I will be discussing um, another awkward subject, in my opinion, um, which is elevator etiquette. All right, I'll be back in a minute. Go um, ahead. Now, Matt, um, would you agree that? Out of all the cousins, I have uh, what they would say is the most elevator riding experience. I would not concede that point so quickly, young brother. I have lived in I have lived in not one, but two apartments that required everyday elevator rides to my ap- apartment building. I will agree that you may have had the most experience as far as number of rides, um, but I did work uh-huh. for a, approximately 1.5 years um, in a uh, uh, a large skyscraper, and by large, I mean it was the tallest in Dayton. Um, and uh, well, that's a great point. I did I guess. ride up to the seventh, actually the nineteenth floor every working day. Oh, that's a good, uh, that's a good point. So you actually might have a little bit uh, to offer here, but uh, out of my years, and you, I know you are, um, I guess I would say more outgoing than I am to the common stranger. But in all of my years of riding elevators, I would say that the best move in an elevator is to just not say anything to anyone. And just, if you're entering the elevator on a phone or if you're entering the elevator talking to your buddy, I just say, stop talking. Yeah, I think that's generally a smart way to go because have you ever been in an elevator and had a conversation that started in the elevator end well by the time you leave the elevator? No. No, in (laughs) fact, um, the other... The other week, there were these pads up on the elevators, which uh, 
they often put these pads up when people are moving in so it doesn't damage the walls. And this guy and this girl hop on and this guy makes fun of these pads and he talks, starts talking really offensively about uh, mentally ill people comparing the pads to like a insane asylum. Oh, and uh, little did he know that that's the type of facility that I work at. So that did not went, end well for him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. By, by not by not end well, it means you, you didn't do anything. <laughs> he was just trying to impress his girl, right? I guess so. Yeah, but who's to say? I'm gonna make my same joke that I made last time, in uh, full transparency. When I get into an elevator, I always imagine could if I if this elevator stopped. Is this somebody who could kill me? Or this is this somebody I could repopulate the earth with? Who's to say? I don't know. What do you decide? Sometimes sometimes, the sometimes it's the same person. <laughs> well, there is that one movie, um, and I apologize if this is not a, uh, a good movie. I don't remember what the rating was, but uh, it's called, I think, Devil. Just go ahead. Um, oh yes, and it is um, never seen it by M. Knight Shyamalan. Well, I don't even know how you say his last name. Shyamalan. Yes, he was the director. The same guy that it was, did... of course, most fa- most famous for making the Dragon Ball Z remake. Oh really? No, <laughs> that's not what he's most. Well, famous he did for. like The Village and um, yes, you know, a bunch that, of other weird says... stuff. I think it was him, and I could that be too. completely off base, but the whole movie is in an elevator. Yeah. I've seen it. Matt, may I one may I one up you and make your uh, in, not so interesting story completely even more irrelevant? There's an entire uh, movie with Colin Firth. I believe it's Colin Firth. The the whole movie is set in a phone booth. <laughs> wow, that is pretty impressive. The, I mean, it, there's shots that are outside of the phone booth, but it's mostly centered around a phone booth. <laughs> Oh man, uh, um, yeah. So, who growing up as cousins? Where do we go next, guys? I mean that both on a macro and micro level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter. Um, what would you say your favorite memory uh, growing up was? I would say completely dominating you guys and all of our athletic competitions and knocking out Anna's two front teeth and breaking Tim's arm in our uh, uh, competitions on the trampolines. I would say that's up there. <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy, guys. I'm a lover, not a hater. You know that. I mean, you, you guys know me. We just kid. Uh, although I did break Tim's arm on the trampoline and knock out my sister's two front teeth. So... Um, those are interesting stories, but I think my favorite memories are swimming behind your guy's house, uh, having moss fights, uh, putting goggles on and looking at the fish, just damming up the rivers, catching crawdad, crawdad hunting, crawdad yeah. hunting with hot dogs. Oh yeah. Uh, but moss fights, man, that was off the, off the hook. Yeah. That was just crazy. Yeah. Interesting that you uh, call them moss fights. Um, I was, I go, um, I call them by the more colloquial name, slime fights. As do I. Um, 
Maybe I did those, once upon uh, a time too. Maybe I lost my touch. Farmers in the audience, uh, meaning <laughs> you've never been to an actual uh, creek before. Yeah. Uh, slime is this literal slime that's green, or who knows? <laughs> I'm colorblind. That grows on rocks and could be white creek. for all Luke knows. But you guys are right. They, it is called slime. I have lost touch with reality, and for a second I thought it might have been Matt who had lost in touch with our roots going to Ohio. It's me who's forgotten the name of the very... In fact, P- in fact Peter, um, I believe in most <clears throat> of our regulated uh, slime fights, we outlawed the use of moss because <laughs> uh, it, when you pried up moss, it often... Rocks had the reputation of having uh, large chunks of rocks, which could be uh, technically and medically speaking dangerous. Maybe so. that's why I was so likely to hurt people. Maybe I didn't follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh cool, man. Cool. Yeah, but you have to imagine this, uh, this creek slash more like a river behind uh, Matt and Tim's and Luke's house. It was just perfect. It had a little waterfall. It had a calm spot and semi-deep spot for swimming and intertubing. And there was tons of crawdads and fish, and it was just perfect. And then after a day playing in the river, we'd uh, sleep on the trampoline at night and look up at the stars or the Milky Way. Um, And let me tell you, uh, nothing's more spectacular than that. Whenever I go to TL... Uh, back home, I sometimes look up at the stars, and I, uh, I'm always amazed by how clear and stunning they are. It's just not a, it's not a view you get hardly anywhere anymore these days. So, so true. That's true. Thanks for making a reference to my Milky Way uh, conspiracy yeah. theory. As yeah, sure that was all, a that was a good all, one, man. All twenty people who listen to it uh, know what I'm talking about. But uh, growing up as cousins, it's hard to really know where to start. This uh, Me and My Cousins podcast is just, you know, I hope we're that just you getting started. Relate. We're just getting started. It's hard to really scratch the surface on what it means to be a cousin. And, uh, yeah. And just I, the deep love that we have for each other. Yeah, thanks, uh-huh. man. Made a wake up. Made a make it Speak weird. Speak for yourself, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But uh so you're anyway, right. Uh yeah, well I think uh that's about all the time we have for this evening. We're right at that mark we shoot for so we don't <clears throat> lose people's attention, you know, which can happen. Uh but yeah. I'd like to thank Matt uh for staying up super late out in the OH as we like to call it. Actually no one calls it that. Go Buckeyes. That one, yeah. J- JK. Uh, JK. Let me let let me tell you a little story about uh, a Buckeye really quick. On one of our first trips uh, from Ohio to West Virginia, a we were all piling into this uh, my Mazda three S, I believe, and we had just an hour outside of uh, our university, heading down to West Virginia, and a Buckeye fell from the sky and destroyed my windshield. I can vouch for that. Piled in. There was four of us four. cousins in the car. <sighs> and yeah, a buckeye, I mean, um, let me just play uh, dumb here. A buckeye is a form of nut. 
Yes, it's a form of nut, usually very pale and uh, over a little slightly overweight, and it likes to attend <laughs> Walmarts. And <laughs> attend, attend Walmarts? <laughs> BMI yeah. greater than 35? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But uh, so I wanted to give you a little hint at future episodes with Matt, because we'll have him on from time to time. He's going to be one of our semi-regulars. Uh, Luke and I might be considered the main host, but that's just really just a word. I mean, Luke and I don't think we're better than Matt, um, unless he's not on here. <laughs> but uh, so one thing that we're going to talk about with Matt, I just want to give you uh, peak your interest here, is that we're going to have a discussion in the future about whether or not Matt has been pulling the longest con in uh, Cousin's history, because we have a lot of cons in Cousin history. And some people say that Matt believes in the existence of the Bigfoot. And, you know, in this modern age, that might seem crazy. But we're going to explore that at some point in the future, because I believe that Luke and I are skeptics, and Matt might believe. So if that's something you're interested in hearing about, you know... Too bad, because you're going to hear about it anyway. Yes, I will yeah. be happy to comment on that. Um, and I want to also <clears throat> speak to succulents. Succulents? Oh, yes. At some point. The dainty uh, plant <laughs> that okay. if, you, if you kill on accident means you're unfit to be in any sort of relationship. Yes. A succulent how is a suck is dainty dainty what does dainty mean succulent is succulent a uh what is a succulent i actually don't know well uh it is a plant that is kind of like uh it's it's they're usually green or green greenish hue a cactus <laughs> yes cacti yeah. are in fact a form of succulent they hold water can either of you see the color green can either of you see the color green be honest well, I think I think it's more complicated than that. Yes, Peter. It, clearly, you do, don't understand colorblindness. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I don't. But yeah, the succulents are very good at Arid holding water green. within their uh, leaves, and they uh, come in many different forms, many different varieties. But they have largely they happen to be an interest of Matt. Yeah, they've overtaken the world largely. Um, so it's been very difficult to, for me personally to deal with on a mental level. I thought that a succulent was a victim of a vampire. <laughs> All right, guys. Terrible well, um, <laughs> Something to look forward to. We're ahead, but uh, yeah. We are so far. We are thanks, so far everyone. in the hole. <laughs> and uh, make sure to leave a review if you feel yes. inclined. Um, that's a huge help, and uh, that's Please about do. it. All right. Thanks a lot. Peace out.